Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are going to talk about epilepsy. Now our guests today include Barb Mack. She is an author. Jennifer Williams is a mom and advocate and both uh, have uh, are very familiar with uh, epilepsy. First of all, ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Barb, if you don't mind, share your story a little bit. And uh, it brought you to writing a book, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, I was diagnosed with epilepsy about 31 years ago. It really changed my life. It, uh, I lost everything, ended up uh, having to quit my job, lose my house. My parents had to take care of me for many years until the seizures were under control. And uh, I was finally able to work, but I know what triggers my seizures. I have to stay away from the triggers. So I just work part-time and decided to write the book on how how to deal with epilepsy and I can still l- live a normal life but I have to be cautious what I do yeah. yeah and now Jennifer your mom and your child had a son daughter tell us about that yeah so um, my son my son was in preschool last year when we got a call from the school that he had fallen down in the classroom um, one of the aides in the classroom recognized that he was having a seizure. Mm. Um, so I went and I picked him up. I brought him home. He was back to being his normal self, you know, so not much has been going on. So we didn't think twice of it. Uh, later on that day at lunch, he had a second seizure oh, in um, in our dining room. And I witnessed that one, um, called my husband. We took him to the ER. Um, again, by the time we got there, he was back to his normal self. Mm-hmm. And they did, checked everything, didn't really see anything um, we went into the MRI machine, and he had his third seizure Jeez. there on the MRI. And That's so scary. it was a very scary moment for us. But um, unlike Barb's story, my story comes with a lot of blessings on the journey to diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, that very first seizure he had that was witnessed by medical professional at the hospital. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were dealing with. And they acted fast, and they acted quick to get us transferred to Children's to get him onto um, it's an electric testing machine for the brain that tests brain waves. Mm-hmm. They call it an EEG. And so he was on that that evening um, wow. being tested for that. So we were diagnosed the next day, and now we're working on medication to try to control the seizure activity mm-hmm. that they understand is going on and, and looking to understand more about him as we go forward. Now, is there yeah. a, a history in your family with seizures or with epilepsy? I mean, because if not, that had to be extremely, you know, being a mom, that had to be extremely scary at first. I mean, wow. Yeah, it really was. I was telling someone at the front desk when we were coming in here, I said, you know, for me and my experience, I felt like we were stunned and and we were spinning for days with the information. And and our goal is really to supply information to the community Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe would be more easily digestible so that in an emergency situation, we do know how to act and we are prepared and we can't really avoid, but we can feel better about being ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Barb, how about you? Same question. Did you have a history in your family or were you just kind of the first? Uh, I was the first. There's no history of it. Uh, We don't really know what caused my epilepsy. I did have a car accident when I was 20 years old. My head uh, smashed out the windshield of the car. We don't know if I had stress brought on the seizure, and that's what caused the car accident, or if the car accident and my head smashing out the windshield caused the seizures. Oh, wow. I guess we won't ever know which which came first and which caused it, but... Yeah. The I was on medication for 10 years. It controlled the seizures fine. And then all of a sudden stress brought it back. And that's when I was diagnosed with epilepsy. 
Oh. And Barb, you mentioned some triggers that you have to work to avoid. Um, are the triggers common between people with epilepsy or are there different triggers for different folks? How does that work for people who aren't familiar? They're very common. Uh, one of my triggers is stress, mm-hmm. uh, lack of sleep, alcohol, mm-hmm. flashing lights. Flashing lights is a big one. Yeah. The first time I saw a doctor for seizures the during the initial exam, the doctor shined the flashlight in my eyes to, during the exam, it triggered a seizure. Wow. The doctor said that's the best thing could have happened because then he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So you two have dealt with it. What is epilepsy? Is there a way to describe it? Uh, um, well, I'll go back to what Tess was asking earlier is kind of why are these things happening? Yeah. And as a mom, that was the first thing that we learned uh, when we were in there as a parent is we don't get to really ask why. Yeah. Um, in fact, when we did testing on my son, all of his tests read back normal that they could not give any indication, you know, so they tested in the MRI to see if there was maybe a brain tumor. Mm. Well, luckily, there's not. That's yeah. another scary word. Yeah. Right. But that would be if they had found a tumor, maybe that would be provoking these seizures. Yeah. yeah. So, explanation. you know, or like in Barb's case, being in an accident, is there any trauma going on up there? So, mm-hmm. so bless us, there's no trauma. You know, I, I actually said this to my husband the other day. I had pulled out a text as we were. Um, relaying some additional seizure activity. And I said, you know how weird it is to read a test? Great news, there's no brain tumor, right? But it is because we are still trying to figure out the why and we're still looking for his triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't really get to know the why. Again, we focus on, it was for me and my husband, what I tell people is we had never heard of it before, Mm -hmm. but that night we were on a fifth floor in a children's hospital that didn't have an empty room. So there are ground wow. level work being done every day trying to help eliminate epilepsy and mm-hmm. find a cure. Yeah. Um, and so for us, we were told there's 28 different types of medication that we might have to uh, look towards yeah. with our son. Um, but what they've got is they've got 28 different kinds because not just one kind works. Yep. They're finding a lot wow. of different ways with a lot of different people wow. to really help solve and control seizures. Um, mm-hmm. Barb has what they call a VNS. Um, which is an implant. It's a medical device that's been implanted in her. So Mm -hmm. if she's having a seizure, either I or she can grab that Mm -hmm. and activating that medical device, the goal is right. It would stop the seizure from happening. Wow. That is some crazy good technology right there. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yes, it is very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what Barb has isn't going to work for everybody. Right. See, it sounds like that uh, epilepsy uh, is different in each patient. So I guess the best way I could tell you, Ken, is because it's the brain. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That they're separated into two basic categories. Is it focal when they're looking on an EEG? Is it coming from just one area that these sparks are kind of misfiring and misrelaying information? Mm -hmm. Or is it generalized? Does the whole brain light up? in those moments and is it happening everywhere and then based on that first piece of information they're going to start handling each case a little Mm -hmm. differently down the track Um, we also did genetic testing to see if maybe there wasn't a mutation or something along the line that could be a cause so between the mri the eeg and the genetic testing Mm -hmm. we're given the best hope that the medication selected with those results is going to help with our son and and your Amazing. the story of your son and Barb's story is very different. Uh, Barb, you said you were 22 when you had your first seizure. I was 20 when I had this first seizure. Yeah. I went on medication; it worked perfectly fine for 10 years, and then all of a sudden the seizures came back. I was working full time. I was living a normal life, had my own house, mm-hmm. everything, and all of a sudden the seizures came back for no reason. 
I spent two weeks in the hospital in Minneapolis undergoing testing and things, and they they really never f- figured out what causes the seizures. They just know what part of the brain it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And once I was diagnosed, it took about eight to ten years for the seizures to be controlled at all. Wow. So I, wow. I had to have That's my parents taking care of me. Yeah. And, you know, I was having two to three seizures a day, sometimes three or four days a week, you know, and then recovering from them. You spend days on the couch, wore out, sleeping. Mm-hmm. It just, it was, it's a long recovery. Yeah. yeah. And, Barb, let's talk a little bit, too, about your book. Um, is the book your story? Is the, Tell us a little bit about it, the title, and also uh, where we can get it, too. Yes, the book is uh, about my life story, a few years growing up, and then once I was diagnosed, and I wrote the book because I was no, long, um, no longer able to work. Mm-hmm. My job was real stressful, so I quit the job, but I didn't want people to think I was a quitter, that I, I was, you know, taking it easy. Yeah. So I decided to write the book to tell what it's like living with epilepsy and to let the world know. Okay. Yeah. And What's the name of your book? My book is titled The Hand I've Been Dealt, A oh. Life Lived with Epilepsy. Wow. And it is available at uh, Cattells in Brainerd. It's available in Crosby at Cranberries on Main. Okay. It's available in Aiken at the Jacqui Art Center. Wonderful. Okay. That's great. Now, my understanding is that you ladies have uh, kind of started a support group here in the Brainerd Lakes area. We have. Um, we've struggled. It's a mouthful. We call it mentoring, awareness, and advocacy because we didn't want to limit it to people feeling that it was a supportive group mm-hmm. only for people who are living with epilepsy or, or have a close enough connection. We want it to be inclusive that um, anyone who's experienced epilepsy in any way, shape, or form, whether it was uh, a direct or whether you just want to know more, kind of like how people go and get trained in for CPR, right? right. Yep. You just want to be prepared um, in an emergency situation to feel like you could help. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of where we're starting at. So we do meet up the third Thursday in Crosby. We do feel kind of like Ken said, we, we're each bookend of a spectrum when it comes yeah. to experiences of epilepsy, um, Barb, with how long she's been living with it and how many experiences she has and me with my young song and kind of being on a newer journey Mm -hmm. but jumping in i mean we came home from the children's hospital on a wednesday by friday we were back in roseville working with epilepsy foundation of minnesota to quilt blankets for gillette's children's just to get involved right away and meet other people who are living close with epilepsy so they have virtual connects so we've been trying to bring some of that to the Brainerd Lakes area too with people that we're talking with and meeting in person Mm -hmm. handing them this resourceful kit where if they wanted to meet one-on-one with someone from the Epilepsy Foundation Mm -hmm. of Minnesota there's a connect for that when they want to meet with peers and kind of share an experience or maybe just come on one night Mm -hmm. and listen and hear some of those stories because when you have a son who has epilepsy like I do, you don't stop thinking about it. Oh, yeah. But you you do appreciate yeah. finding new perspectives to look at it from. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And very, very interesting. A lot of folks, too, you know, when they hear that, like, well, what if I'm with someone? And I've been in that situation where someone has had a seizure and has, you know, had that happen and for the person who doesn't know what to do it is scary is are these resources available to tell people what they do or is again every situation different 
Yeah, I think we both participate. So can I ask, Kenna, with our connection, um, Barb and I are both uh, members of a volunteer committee with Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. And so we'll do things. And this year we did a virtual day at the Capitol oh, where wow. I actually got to have a one-on-one conversation um, with one of our senators. And through these things, we're asking to get bills passed. Okay. Um, one of the bills that has passed in the past few years is making schools seizure smart. So Mm. making sure all the teachers are trained. And we've been taking that to also Head Starts. We've been taking that to rehabilitation centers anywhere, right? A seizure could occur in any employment workplace. It could occur in any office, right? And we're not all going to be as fortunate to have it occur when you're in a hospital. Yeah, (laughs) right. So having resources for seizure first aid Mm -hmm. has kind of been our our first thing. So I'll let Barb talk a little bit about where we just came from and what we're looking to do to provide more seizure first aid awareness in this area. Yeah. Uh, November is Epilepsy Awareness Month. Okay. Um, Jenny and I and our group, we're putting together uh, some flyers and some treats, and we're just, during November, we want to get out to the community, uh, let people know what the first aid is to do, what to do. When somebody has a seizure, you don't always have to call 911. Mm-hmm. It's uh, stay calm, comfort the person, you do not put something in their mouth. In their mouth. That's what people, <laughs> you, I know. You do, yeah. you do not hold the person down. You let the seizure run its course, be there for them afterwards. If the person wants an ambulance, call 911. Otherwise, you comfort the person mm-hmm. and go from there. There's, I said there's so many people that have epilepsy. One in 26 people have epilepsy. Many people are amazed by that statistic, but that's how it is. When promoting my book, I've discovered that everybody I talk to knows somebody has a family member, a friend, or Mm -hmm. whatever. Everybody knows somebody, but again, it's not talked about. Yeah. And so we're just trying to get the word out there and and raise awareness and let people know what the first aid is for a seizure. It's important. Yeah. And where can folks go immediately to find out more about what we're talking about here today? Mm-hmm. So we have, um, I have an email address if they want to reach to us directly. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read that here? On sure. It? sure. Sure. If you um, want to, give that. BLA for Brainerd Lakes Area dot epilepsy advocates. Epilepsy is spelled E-P-I-L-E-P-S-Y advocate at gmail.com. We've also created a Facebook group. That's okay. where we post a lot of our event details for the third Thursday meetup. So we meet up third Thursday each month for one hour at 1015 to 1115 at the Jesse Hallett Memorial Library in Crosby. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been good to us there. So we like going there. We have a nice, comfortable space. Nice. Um, so that's where we'll be. And like Barb was saying, you know, we just decided with November being Epilepsy Awareness Month, um, each month you can find us meet up there, but this is the month we're going to get out and find you guys where you are yeah. and try to communicate with you about who we are and maybe build up that community a little more. And I know a lot of service organizations have guest speakers come in, Sertoma, Lions, and, and those folks. Are you able to go in and, and make meetings with those groups and, and discuss this topic? We were just topic? talking in the lobby about the, we're waiting uh, to hear back from the Rotary, okay. the Rotary Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've sure. reached out to the Rotary. I've sent emails to a couple other groups, the Brainerd JCs and a couple other, but it's really hard to get a reply from these people and anybody interested or has any idea how to reach these people, we're yeah. more than willing to go out and talk. And And I also have a doctor in the Brainerd Lakes area that I saw just yesterday. He's willing to 
go out and talk to the public and awesome. raise awareness. We just need the people to uh, agree to meet us or invite us. Well, hopefully this will help. And if you send an email to that email address you just gave, we can probably make arrangements for that to happen. And if our listeners listening right now are part of one of those groups, reach out. And uh, yeah. and hopefully you guys can, can get in and, and raise more awareness about this. Yeah. And you said you had a Facebook page, too? Yep. We've got a Facebook page out there. Um, if you just look up, it's... Epilepsy and Seizure Awareness in the BLA, Mentoring, Advocacy, and Education. Okay. Some of those keywords will get you right there. That's the nice thing yeah. about social media is you have keywords. Yeah. Are, yep. We yeah. have a hashtag coming for November, which is a hashtag my NEAM action, okay. which stands for National Epilepsy Awareness Month. Okay. And it's a lot of social media involvement. So maybe right now isn't the best time for you to meet up with us in person and take action that way. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of social media take actions where you can just share seizure first aid poster with people that are in your community online. I was oh, no. just going to ask, is there such a thing as a mm -hmm. poster that simply gives you kind of a what to do? Yeah, we've got a, a simple one, two, three on first aid. And then we've also got kind of more of a what we're handing out is is the thoughtful approach of it to maybe just remember to remain calm during yeah. that situation yeah. because it can turn into an emergency situation. It's not always mm -hmm. an emergency situation. Yeah. And from my experience working with children who have epilepsy is they, they can tend to be embarrassed sometimes yeah. that yeah. they've yeah. had a seizure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so not making a bigger issue yeah. out of mm -hmm. something yeah. that's come up but yeah. just taking a pen and paper making notes you know our neurologist said the best thing you can probably do actually when somebody's having a seizure for them is take out your camera and record it they oh, can share really? that video with their neurologist who can see more than what we would detect Interesting. by watching someone have a seizure. Oh, I'd feel guilty doing it, but knowing that if that would help them, then that's yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, like for us, our son, um, he tends to get a mouth twitch on the left side of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we see that happening, we either know he's in a seizure, mm -hmm. he's just come out of it. And so that really helps us being able to identify mm -hmm. some of those, I'm not going to get the word right, but automisms, yeah. right yeah. when the face, you know, sometimes it's an arm jerk, yep. yeah. you know, that you'll see someone in a seizure doing, but knowing where that jerking motion is occurring can actually mm. help them realizing kind of where in the brain it's being triggered from. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. Well, we have to wrap up here, but uh, let's remind again, third Thursday of the month, 1015 to 1115 at the Hallett Library support group meets there. And if we were to put into Facebook Epilepsy BLA, we can probably find your group. Right? You'll find us there. Very good. Wonderful. And the book is available at Cattails, you said, here in Brainerd? Yes. Also available in Crosby at the library at uh, Cranberries on Main Street in Crosby and at the Jacquis Art Center in Aiken. Excellent. Awesome. Right. Ladies, thank you so much for being here today to talk about this important subject. We yeah. appreciate it. It's thank been very you. Very eye opening. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks thank for sharing. You. Our guests today, Barb Mack, she is an author and uh, also dealing with epilepsy. Jennifer Williams, uh, advocate and mom of a child with epilepsy, and both part of that support group here in the Lakes area. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. Or you can listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.